Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Today we have Philip Wang of Wang Fu Productions in the pod. If you don't know who he is, he is a director, producer, actor, entrepreneur. He's a co-founder and CEO of Wang Fu Productions, the co-owner of Bopo Mofo Cafe, and he's straight killing it in life. This one was really fun. We got into a lot of the, the history and the origins of Wang Fu and how it was created and just what they've built over the 16 years that they've been in the game. Uh, definitely killing the game and still doing it. Um, this one was really cool. I got to really get into uh, Phil's mind as far as what he creates and how he creates, why he creates, the intentionality that goes into even the stories that they tell through Wong Fu and even in his new venture with his cafe and the food to the, the boba, all of it. Everything is very real and authentic to Phil's life. Um, I think this one's really good for the the creators out there the people that want to get into the creative space that want to turn that into a career and turning from creator to entrepreneur and that transition i think uh phil touches on that a lot there's a lot packed into this episode this one kind of goes a little long i think the flow was just really good lots of laughs in this one lightning round was fun as always um i think this one's really really packed really fun so let's just jump right into it Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. <laughs> Stoke, guys. Today we got Phil Wayne in the house. What's, What's up? up, Phil? Dude, I'm so happy to be here. I feel like I got invited to the cool kids table. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm happy you're here alive. So we were trying to get Phil in here earlier oh. this week. Had some car troubles. Isn't that funny? The the CEO of Wong Fu Productions having car trouble. You hey, know? man. <laughs> but the sentimental value of a, of a car, you've driven it for 15, 15 years. years. It's this car. It's, it's a 2004 Acura TSX. Hold it very, very near and dear to my heart. It's the, it's the first car that I got like basically like when I was in college and I remember like I was like 19 my like I'm very grateful my parents got it for me like I was like at that age this is your parents your parents got you this yeah. car so I mean, this is your first car it's, it's essentially my first okay. car um it was around since the beginning of Wong Fu like you know in the like the before YouTube days I had a like I had a Verizon brick phone, you know, when I first got this car, guys. There was, like, no text messaging yet. Yeah. Um, it's been through all my girlfriends. I've seen so many different people sit in that front seat, you know, so it's uh, Dude, seen a lot. You gotta, like, now, yeah. like, write something about... I, you gotta create something about the car, People, man. People were, like, leaving comments because I put, was posting about it and, like, just, like, how much it meant and, like, how sad I was that it was, like, slowly giving up and, um, and the fact that, you know, I... So I just recently got engaged, too. Yes, congrats, so it, bro. It's, like, yes. the car, like, knew that someone knew was coming into my life and was, like... <laughs> Letting Honestly, go, <laughs> it's like kind of sad, yeah. The symbolism there, right? It's amazing. But, but uh, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad that we finally made this work. Yes. I was on the side of the, the freeway like just two days ago, so. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Well, it worked out. You're here today. Thank you for coming through, man. For sure, for sure. For whoever may not know you, Phil Wang. Yes, you heard it. He is the CEO of Wong Fu Productions, director, producer, actor, entrepreneur. Mm. Co-owner of Bopo Mofo Mofo Bopo Mofo Bopo Mofo Cafe. Yeah. That's a great name. <laughs> Up in San Gabriel, SGV, and um, apparently you work out so you can eat all the French fries. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason why. 
I just want to, I just want to eat fries like unapologetically or like not worry about things yet. (laughs) When I saw that uh, little social media, like I clicked, I was like, what is this? It's like a half fitness, half French fries. It's definitely more fries. It's definitely more fries. Okay. Okay. Word, man. That's what's up. But yeah, a lot of different things that I'm trying to balance these days. Yeah. I mean, you guys know the, know the feeling as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, feel very lucky and blessed that I've been able to last this long in this industry, dude. And that's what it is. Um, from coming from not even knowing what I was trying to do in the first place. Well, let's go back to that. Let's start from the beginning. So, um, give us the, the origin story of like where, where you grew up and and all of that. Oh, that far back. I mean, I was like, we can kind of breeze through it, but yeah, we can, I can give you the cliff notes, but, um, yeah, I mean, if you know, Wong Fu productions was, you know, like you look at it now, it's like, Oh yeah, it's, it's this, you know, large YouTube company that has made like a lot of stuff that a lot of people relate to for over 15 years. But, um, yeah, I was never one of those kids that, was like i'm gonna be a director someday you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna be in hollywood because i mean i grew up in i grew up in the bay area um in a mostly like uh white suburb um my school was like 12 to 15 percent asian Uh um so i had like my asian friends definitely but yeah i think you know growing up in you know in the 90s and stuff like you you don't you don't see representation really does matter honestly because like since i didn't see it i was just like yeah like there's it's like movies are just meant for me to consume, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I have no part in, in making it. I have no part in telling stories. I can only consume them unless I'm Jackie Chan, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm a, you know, martial artist or something. Right. Yeah. So I really just thought that, uh, I was just going to, I had no idea what I was going to do in my life. You know, like I, I went to college, um, like, you know, with business in mind, I was like, okay, maybe I'll be like an econ major or something. Mm-hmm. I was terrible at math, terrible at science, like not a good Asian in that same, sense. Yeah. Same. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe business is what I can do. Mm-hmm. Right. So I actually went, uh, like I went to UC San Diego, mm-hmm. um, majored in like, I, tr- oh, sorry, I went in undeclared and I was going to try to, uh, major in econ. And I just couldn't do it. Like the math, same thing. I was like, <laughs> I just, I'm just so bad at so math. You're aspiring to be good I was at math. Aspiring, you just couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. I was an aspiring, Man, I feel you know, you, bro. <laughs> management business major. Yeah. Um, but, but while I was doing that, you know, I was making, you know, fun little videos with my friends and, um, you know, uh, in my suite and stuff, even in high school, uh, I was like, if there was an English project, you know, like, I would ask if I could do a video version of like a, a report or something. Right. Uh, so that's yeah. kind of where it started. Like I just started having fun with a video camera. Um, that's really all it was, but, um, never really thought that this could become anything more than that. Yeah. Right. But you know, we, we made a couple of videos freshman year and we put them online and back, back then, like this is gonna make, this is gonna date me so bad, but it's like back then you would have to, upload your file through an FTP client <laughs> onto a server that you bought bandwidth space yeah. for and you would have to put a link on a website that you built spread that link around through what we did with through AOL Instant Messenger and people would yes. right click and download yes. the file to play on a media player on your computer <laughs> like we think about all the have, steps oh my you had to do like now for just like looking at watching a video on your phone all the steps that had to happen before right. Um, and now you can just upload straight from your exactly, phone. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's wow, it's crazy. Dude. Honestly, like technology, like you know, has changed our lives. But yeah, um, yeah, we you know we started getting like a little bit of a you know following through these videos just because I think people had never seen first online and video like as a as a thing like not right. a lot of people were just doing online video content. Those two words, believe it or not, like did not always go together, right? Yeah, because yeah websites couldn't handle streaming video Mm -hmm. um and then plus we were asian um so i think a lot of um you know 
our initial fan base kind of came from just like whoa like who are these asian guys right mm-hmm. um it's funny though we started with uh you know doing lip sync videos mm-hmm. um and <laughs> it's it's crazy how like so many people start with lip sync videos like even like now you look at like tiktok right <laughs> yeah, or, yeah um I think that's just like an easy place to start because the audio is already there. So yeah. you're only worrying Honestly, about... that's how I started. Dance was doing yeah. like K-pop covers while lip syncing K-pop Exactly, songs. exactly, right? So yeah. wait, who, who are you Who are you uh, covering? Uh, H-O-T. H-O-T, yeah. Candy, right? Yeah, yeah. Candy, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's just like, you know, at that time... It was just like a fun outlet, and maybe also because I was like I was on a dance team in uh, in college. We can get into that later, but so like it was an outlet to like yeah, same thing, dance, yeah. lip sync, um, and so those started making its rounds, and we were like, oh wow, like people are, are watching. Like it got to this point where every quarter essentially we would try to put something out or try to have something like a video for people to watch because it was like finals. So it's like oh, we yeah. know people are gonna watch during finals, and we slowly grew a fan base that way. Um, and then when we graduated, we we're like, hey, like we should try to take this more seriously if we can. Um, still, the business of YouTube had not been established yet. Like, there was mm-hmm. still no ads on YouTube. Um, this was like 2006, so like YouTube was only like one year old. Yeah. But we knew that we had a fan base that was growing. Um, we knew that we that, that fan base and that support was very special. So we're like, okay, let's just, let's just try to keep it going one more year. Let's mm-hmm. just see what we can do. So, you know, we, we did like, to keep the lights on, we did weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, we did like, club promotion like not, we we were the videographers at clubs got it so you know if you go to like a nightclub there's someone with like a camera yeah. or video like we were do, we were those guys yeah um we just like some tight. local commercials um and so like that's what you know we were able to uh kind of like keep things going and so we just wanted to always figure out a way to make videos yeah um and it just somehow we were able was, to was all continue. of it self-taught in terms of camera work and all of that so i love uc san diego um but the, I mean, when I tell people, that, so I eventually became a uh, like, um, I guess I became, I was a visual arts major. That okay. was like my degree. Yeah. Um, so when I tell people that, they're like, oh, so like you went to film school? I'm like, no, dude, it was <laughs> definitely not. It's not like USC, yeah. UCLA, where they teach you the technical stuff. Right. They they put you in all these different like um, situations and connections to like the industry. Like we were like, we were like the in, like an art school type where it was very theoretical. Uh-huh. You know, so. In retrospect, I'm like, yeah, it's good to learn theory because technology is always changing yeah. or whatever. But like, it was just, I didn't learn a lot of useful technicality. I, I, I was a film studies major. Yeah, UC yeah. Guys. So, oh, you went to okay, film school. Yeah. I'm like, nope. There's a lot of like history yeah. classes and yeah, theory. And exactly. I, I took one production class, which yeah. was probably the most useful thing, but it was very like 101. Right, basic, right, so right. We were like yeah. learning to edit on like iMovie and stuff. Yeah. Like we had like, there was like a film lab that was like three IMAX, like the big ones, those translucent ones, you know? Um, So we had to teach everything ourselves like by, by trial and error. And, and again, like there was no YouTube resources either. We couldn't look things up. So we literally just had to be like, how do we get this look? Like, why does our, why does our shot not look like that movie shot? You know? So we had to like, like try to like, you know, troubleshoot things. And Mm. that's the power or that's the reason why, like when, when I tell new, new, uh, you know, younger creators that are trying to come up with, you just got to keep making stuff Mm because like, no matter what, you're always going to learn something. And nothing is ever going to be your best, yeah. you know? So just just whatever you're trying to do, just get it done, then move on to the next, get it done and learn const- like constantly, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Word. So your team, though, uh, so who, who, what, who's the team of Wang Fu? Yeah, so I mean, we st- it started off as, um, I guess technically it started off as, as me and my sweet mates, like, uh-huh. as, like we were just like having fun. But obviously, like none of us, I mean, they had regular majors, right? Yeah. And so I, it got to a point where, 
they couldn't help me with my videos anymore because like, like, so I got, like, bro, we got class. Yeah, we got to focus stuff. on our education. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, no, guys, come on. We got to do this. Um, but luckily, I met uh, Wes and Ted uh-huh. in the major. So okay. they were also visual arts majors. And I just remember seeing their stuff and thinking like, wow, those guys are good. Um, I should be friends with them. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. I want to learn from them. Yeah. Um, and luckily, like our visual styles and like our just like personalities kind of like meshed at the time. Yeah. Um, so I often think about the fact that we all maybe we were so young and we were naive or whatever but like the fact that we decided to go full like full in on trying to do this i think is kind of crazy like now that i think about it like to convince two other guys or have three three guys all you know agree at a time when there's literally no business model for this whatsoever to say hey like let's go to let's go to la and see how far we can take this like video making business Mm. um so we yeah that like that was that was like our core group just us three for for many many years and we lived in like you know a house together that was also our office that was also a hotel for people that were visiting <laughs> you know like it was it was a really really fun time and we were just like really focused on making making things work yeah. right and and keeping the brand going but eventually thankfully you know um the business did evolve. Ad dollars started coming in. Sponsorships yeah. started coming in. Um, we started um, we started doing merchandise through like our brand Nice Guy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so we started becoming more financially independent. Um, and so therefore we were able to like hire help, you know, so we got some like interns and then we finally got our first employee, uh, shout out to Christine Chen, um, hey. in, like in like 2010, mm. she was uh, like also the first female, like in our, like, you know, our core, mm-hmm. uh, you know, group. And I, I really suggest to like everyone, like you guys, any, any group that's like a bunch of males, like you need to have like a, like a female's like voice or Bro, touch in there. Like learning that now. It's so, <laughs> it's so important though. It really yeah, is. Yeah. And not in like a, like a negative way. Like you, like you have to do it. Like it, like it helps bring no, a totally it's different. Yeah. It's, it, for sure. it's super healthy. Um, so she really brought that touch, you know, to, you know, our brand and our lives. Um, and from there, yeah, we were able to just kind of expand. And now we have, only it's, we're still lean. Like we we only have like seven people, mm-hmm. um, my, like myself included. We have like Taylor, who's uh, Taylor, who's really kind of like you know running the ship. Um, like you know just coming up after me, t- writing, directing, editing, doing like everything. Like he's like our all star. We have a producer Benson. We have a social media um, and graphics and Jen, and then we have two. Uh, oh, sorry, another producer, Jessica, an editor, another editor, two editors. Um, and DPs, uh, Michelle and Chris. So it's, it's pretty lean right now. Mm. Um, but I think people like look at us and think that we're like this massive company, Yeah. but it's sometimes like, I still feel like we're like starting over every day, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, when you say that you're a visual arts major, that wasn't legit film, but then the way that you've built your, your company and right. like you learned it, I mean, you know what I mean? So how, how, how do you go from not knowing what you're doing to yeah. like being legit. Honestly, I mean? like, I think it's like, well, first of all, it's time. Yeah. I think these days talking to like, you know, younger, you know, younger kids that want to start, like they, maybe because they have this expectation because the numbers are already all out there. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to have, a, if I'm supposed to have a million views. I need to have a million views. Right. And so if they don't get it in like a month or six months or even a year, <laughs> they're like, oh, this isn't worth it. Yeah. It's not working out. Yeah. But like, it took us a long, long time to yeah. like learn all these things, right? Maybe for better, or for worse, it took us a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just like, 
I'm, I guess I'm more of a conservative business type. Like, you know, maybe again, that's a for better, for worse kind of thing. Um, we grew as needed and as necessary. I'm sure like nowadays, you know, I have, I have friends right now that are starting YouTube channels and they're, and they're seeking funding before they even start. Mm -hmm. So they're going, they're talking to investors to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe like this is, we're in that era right now, Right. right? Where, um, people like kind of already come out with like business plans for, you know, um, YouTube channels, but maybe that's what's necessary now. So I think when we were coming up, we had, well, we had the benefit of just no rules being written at all. And honestly, the industry on a greater scale didn't even know what they were either. So for us to even like say like, Hey, we're going to, this is our business plan right now. Like wouldn't have made any sense because Mm it really was the wild west of like, what is, what is YouTube or at the time new media Mm -hmm. going to be? So we were just trying to keep our heads above the water and just like, Hey, let's just keep making stuff. Let's keep, um, you know, collaborating and growing the community, learning about ourselves, learning our craft. And like I said, grow as necessary. We need help here. Okay. Let's get that person. We need help there. Let's spend the money there. But I mean, I'm sure if, you know, uh, uh, actually you know, if some entrepreneur back then was like looking at our, our brand, then he could have said, Hey, we could, we can expedite this in like in three years right. instead of 10 years guys. Yeah. And it's funny. I have a, I have a story about Andrew Yang, uh-huh. um, the you know, presidential yeah, candidate. Yeah. Like he actually emailed us in like 2009. Whoa. Um, I have the emails. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> and obviously he's an entrepreneur at this time, right? Uh-huh. He, so he wanted to actually buy some ad space, like on our website he's like, Hey man, like, I just want to support you guys. I, I believe in what you guys are doing. It's really, really cool. And we're like, cool. Yeah. Like we just saw it as like, you know, a check. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's not a lot of some pizza money, but you know, like, you know, we, I, I just, I just believe in you guys. And then like, he sent like this super long email of like how we could scale and how we should like, you know, utilize our business to like do all these other things. And at the time I was like, this is so beyond us. We're not even anywhere close to this. Yeah. So we didn't, we, we weren't able to implement any of that, but like, man, we almost, we could have had Andrew Yang as like yeah. our, our consultant, um, that our business, our business like manager. For sure. Yeah. So Dang, yeah, okay. we, we learned slow and steady. We learned slow and steady. And, um, I definitely for a long time did not see myself as like an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I was afraid of that title. Um, but now looking back, I was like, yeah, we were, it's cause like the last 10 years was us going through business school mm-hmm. and a lot of creators don't think about the business side. Yeah. So I took it upon myself to def to, to make sure that I understood the business, yeah. you know, that we were in. Right. I think a lot of artists, they kind of forfeit that because they're like, Oh, I just want to focus on the art. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that works for you and you, and you trust that your manager or your business advisor is going to do everything, then that's, that's where you, but like, I know that no one's going to work as hard as me. Mm. No one's going to think about the business as much as me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm very hands-on, you know, yeah. and I, want, I always wanted to learn what, what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, f- so we could wrap our heads around yeah. it. How would you, how many years, uh, Wang Fu was established what year? Yeah. So I guess we graduated 2006. So we, that's when we first moved to LA and yeah. we're like, okay, we're going to try to do this full time. Um, and then, uh, got our first like employee, like 20, 10 no sorry 2011 um and then you know 20 2013 is kind of when we started taking on like more interns and growing the team um 2015 we we released a movie you know 2016 we had a a youtube original show um so yeah it's been slow and steady like i said you know so well over 10 years of yeah if you if you want to go from the first video on our website you know like that i uploaded it was it's been this is the 16th year Wow. Yeah. Congrats. That's crazy. I mean, the reason I ask is because, I mean, as you're saying how people are 
already like i need funding to start yeah, yeah. i need to monetize before i even yeah, create anything yeah, yeah. it's like wait wait yeah, wait, wait, yeah. wait um and, and i mean no no not tossing shame or or like talking you know bad about anybody because right. people don't know they just they see something that oh i want to do that i think this is what i need to do right but i mean as you were saying putting in you know like 16 years of work is yeah. what takes you to establish and even now you're like we're still running lean we're still learning we're right. still growing and there's so much and i think that's something that um you'll never stop you know right I mean? especially in creative arts or yeah. in any type of business because you can have a strong i mean i, I say art and business like in the same sentence because at the end of the day it's this it, it they're one they're one in the same right. or they have to work together because right. if no one's buying your art or no one's consuming your art i should say then then you won't be able to do your art right, right? so you do have to add some business aspect to the art right so in essentially every artist is running their own small business, right? Right. So you could have a hot business for a year, five years, 10 years, but you know, if it's, it's, it's hard to keep those customers coming back engaged. Right. right? So, um, it's, 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 it's something that you have to think about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say was kind of the tipping point for you guys? Like where you were like making kind of the, the videos mm. that were kind of getting buzzed and then yeah. it's like, yo, we're, we're kind of like kind of taking off now. Um, it's weird. Like looking back, I, I like I would say that I can I can find these moments of like, oh, this clearly we were doing very well at that time. Mm -hmm. But while we were in it, I did not feel that yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. It was it just felt like, oh shoot, like um, you know, just like stress. You know, you, yeah. you're you're worried about you know keeping the lights on and stuff, right? Right. right. But uh, definitely, I think in retrospect, I think when we started our merchandise um, in 2007, that's when we started selling like T-shirts. Yeah. And I would confidently say that we're we might have been one of the first YouTube channels specifically that was selling merchandise because yeah. we went off and found our own screen printers. We sold them out. We had boxes in our living room. We mailed them out ourselves. Yeah. We did all this stuff. Um, Where did that idea come from? Where so, like, hey, I think we could sell some t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny because like we have this sh uh, short called Yellow Fever uh -huh. um, and I wore a shirt in it that, uh, you know, Looking back on it it's now, it's pretty like uh, problematic. In Mandarin, in Chinese, it said like white people can't read this. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. This would not fly in 2019. Um, but someone sent that to yeah. us, and I thought it was funny at the time, especially given the the, the context of Yellow Fever, the yeah, the, the, yeah. the short. Problematic. I totally understand. Um, but when the video came out, like so many people were like, "Man, where'd you get that T-shirt?" We got emails. We had people were leaving comments on our guest book. That's how old this, this yeah, guest yeah, book. Who guest remembers book. guest books? Yes. Right? And who, we're like, where can we get this T-shirt? And so we were, we kept sending all this like all this business to this other guy yeah. of this of, of for this shirt. And we thought, hey, we should start. We should design our own stuff. Yeah. And sell it like ourselves. Wear it on our. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so I knew that we were gonna make this short called Just a Nice Guy. Uh huh. This was 2007. I was like, hey, let's make sure we put a shirt on there so that we can get that. Yeah. And it worked. And Sick. and this is like, honestly, like, I'm sure this is business one-on-one. Of course, merch, like anyone in entertainment, they're like, yeah, no, duh, merchandising. Yeah, That's yeah. why Star Wars was, is like, exists because right. it's all merchandise, right? Yeah. But if, on a YouTube level, like, we didn't, we, we never, I don't think anyone really knew that it could translate that way, right? right. So we definitely saw like I said, financial stability coming that way because we were selling a lot of, a lot of these, these products. Um, and you know, funny, you know, correlation to Kinja's actually, I remember when Anthony was like first coming out of collusive, uh -huh. 
um, I don't know how like how people know the how much they know of the history, but like him and like Mike were like you know wanted to start this whole like Kinja thing. And I was yeah. like, dude, make sure you do merchandise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, ah, I don't know, I don't know if we're ready yet. And I just walked through your fucking store <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm so dude. You guys' merch is amazing, but yeah, it's so, it's yeah. funny. Like now I tell everyone, look, I know it doesn't feel like you know when you're creating art, it doesn't feel authentic or whatever. But merch is honestly like it changes like a lot of things yeah, right or yeah. it helps out a lot yeah. so that was one moment um i think uh i think when we had like some really some of our bigger video actually no like even when we had like some of like our our huge huge videos like strangers again or or the last or whatever i never felt like i was like oh we're good we made it you mm-hmm. know like if anything and i'm sure you guys feel this too as as you guys have risen you know very quickly and and, and lasted this long but once you get to that next level there's like no time to just enjoy it because mm-hmm. now you're just worried about losing that level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Once you have access to certain rooms mm-hmm. or certain lounges, mm-hmm. right? Or certain <laughs> or certain flight statuses, yeah. you're like, it's going to be hard going back to the economy yeah. after, <laughs> after business class, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's kind of like the feeling of like an entrepreneur or mm-hmm. business person where you're like, man, like you want to just maintain this, yeah. right? So yeah. I haven't felt like we've made it, you know, in a very long time. I'm just more like, man, we just got to keep it going and not even in the sense of like it's like tiresome like oh like i i i don't want to it's more like also i i recognize that the longer we've done this and the however however much impact we have now i actually feel responsibility it's like oh man with this platform we need to get bigger so that we can have more of an impact and share more stories and help new artists and bring more people up like that responsibility now more than money is actually what drives Mm -hmm. me you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so Mm -hmm. um it's it's like this never-ending vicious cycle i think yeah. for for anyone yeah. that runs their own business yeah. totally um the concept you said the whole concept of like making it or whatever um you know so I, the way i look at what wong fu did i mean obviously the perfect storm of youtube internet and yeah. things becoming accessible right. where um you you essentially created the platform and then the the visibility came because there's this like niche sort of like yo asians kind of doing it like all asian cast yeah, and yeah. created by asians and putting <laughs> asians on the map yeah. and and not to make it all about asian but like you know even now currently in in you know hollywood where it's like just kind of starting yeah. to you know oh, we got crazy rich yeah, asians yeah. we we made it yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. and, but it's it, it's the it's the beginnings of it. And so, um, you know, in your opinion with the whole, um, you know, Asians in, in entertainment and the media and yeah. stuff like that. Um, what, what are your thoughts in terms of the, cause I think, I mean, you can correct me yeah, if I'm no. wrong that like things like what you guys did, mm. you know, on the internet and creating such a huge audience. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood can't ignore that. They're like, there's, there's actually a huge audience yeah, here. I mean, look no. at what these guys are doing. Yeah, and then, you, you know, um, and then you guys getting a, sh- you know, your movie onto Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, everything before us. And I was just like, yo, this is like big things are happening, right. you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I would love to just kind of hear your thoughts in terms of just Asians and media and entertainment and all that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny you mentioned, you know, crazy rich Asians, you know, John Chu's like a friend and, um, it's funny. I actually had like had like you know lunch with him like uh out in new york uh earlier this year and he and he was very honest with me he's like honestly i thought it was going to be you guys that were going to have like this be like the first step into hollywood yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. 
Um, there's a part of me that was like, thanks, but, but it's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but he's great and he's, yeah. and he's super talented yeah. and, and that movie wouldn't have been what it was without him. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, definitely uh, Hollywood is catching on to this wave of like, oh yeah, Asians, you know, um, as a truly viable market, you know, kind of like right now, right? Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that, you know, we kind of help pave the way, maybe not on the mainstream level, um, but I think we definitely got a large group of people and a generation yeah. primed to not be weirded out and to be ready and to be thirsty for mainstream content that had Asian yeah. people. It yeah. made us more vocal about it, right? And um, I, I would like to believe that we had like some part in that. Um, but I guess what when I see like you know like a lot of the Hollywood projects that are out now, and yeah, it's not coming from YouTubers. It's not coming from you know uh, maybe the the last ten years of creators. There was a I'll admit like there was a part of me you know that was maybe a little salty at first you know that was like man like how come it wasn't it wasn't us how come no one reached out to us mm-hmm. to to make these things or whatever, but then I had to like remind myself that all these people have been grinding their own way mm-hmm. right and it's honestly it's it's it comes down to like there were you know there were two there are two different ways to approach um hollywood in like let's say the 20 uh, the 2000s yeah. or early 2010s when when asians weren't welcome yet right yeah. unless you're a jackie chan you know <laughs> yeah. um but basically uh for us, you know, we we tried. We looked at Hollywood, the mainstream, when we came out into, into a, uh, when we came out to LA, and we literally had a script. And this was two thousand and eight, and we're like, we had a script that was ready to go. We tried to do it the traditional way, and people said, no, you can't make this movie with Asians. It doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. why would you do that? It's bad business. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna watch it. And we kept saying, no, no, no. We have we have fans. Trust us. Yeah. But like YouTube, like that's probably like how people look at. People looked at YouTube the way some people look at TikTok right now, I'm yeah, sure, right? Yeah. So like, okay, you guys aren't legit, yeah. right? Um, so we heard that, and because of our fan base and because of the support that we already had, we're like, you know what? All right, Hollywood's not ready for us. We're going to double down on YouTube and our community here and building this up and meeting other creators and stuff like that. I'm sure that there were writers and directors and actors who had those same talks and at auditions, they're like, "Hey, you're just gonna be the side character, or, or, or you know, your your script. Yeah, if you want Asians, we're not gonna make it." Mm-hmm. And because they didn't have an audience or community to go to, their only option was to okay, say, "Okay, we'll play. I'll play by your rules. I'll rewrite my characters. I'll be the side character, whatever." Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, fast forward ten years, cultures changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Hollywood is ready to start looking for Asians. It makes sense that they're going to look in their pool sure. first, right? Yeah. So these Asians that were kind of like grinding in the mainstream world, maybe taking a back seat for a little bit, of course they're going to be first in line, right? right? And um, because they were waiting here. Right. Whereas we didn't wait and we tried to do our own thing. Yeah. So it's a little unfair for, I, I recognize, for me to say, hey, man, we're, we, got, we got an audience. Like, forget these people. Yeah. Like, let us first, right? So I, I would... I would like to believe that, you know, we can all come up together, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I would love to see is like the ones that were here, once they've reached this certain level of status or accomplishments or whatever, once they're established that they will be able to see the huge, huge range of talent that of the DIYers, right? Mm-hmm. Of the people that didn't play by the rules, 
but you know come with you know great audiences and great talent right and so if we can merge these two sides yeah. that's to me like what i'm trying to do right now mm -hmm. so i i definitely represent the digital diy youtube generation but i also am you know meeting and trying to like you know uh make good partnerships and connections with the people on the traditional side to let them know that hey we're, we don't resent you guys mm -hmm. And we want to work together because right. they do see value right. in what we do, yeah. right? But but they're the ones that have access in the mainstream sure. Hollywood world, right? So yeah. we need to find, we need to do what other communities have done and bridge, bridge, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I feel like Asians, because there still is not that much opportunity, the ones that are up there in the mainstream, whatever, like they're still very worried about getting kicked out. Right, mm -hmm. so now they're like, they're maybe they're playing a little bit safe, and they're like, okay, we'll just, I'll just be in whatever movies, I'll just do whatever. But I think hopefully we'll get to a point where we have certain directors and actors that are going to say, nah, dude, like I want, I want to put someone else on. Yeah. Right. We we should be doing what Tiffany Haddish is doing, mm -hmm. right, and what what you know Kevin Hart is doing, mm -hmm. and 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 P Diddy and what like they they reached up to the like to the next, yeah. right? Instead yeah. of playing in someone else's system, we need to be able to have the confidence and say, hey. I'm good now. I'm going to I'm going to send the elevator back. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. kind of what I hope to see. That's dope. Yeah. I think, um, you know, talking about the, you know, wanting a seat at a table, you know, mm -hmm. like there, there there's I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it's it, I think we all it's natural when we see something it's like, oh, I want an opportunity to get there. And, yeah. and it's like, how come how come they're not inviting me in? Yeah. And I think what you guys did is like, you know, you guys created your own table. You you yeah. created your yeah. own room. Right. You know, and then, you know, when I see guys like what Justin Chan's doing, you know, yeah. like the films that he's making going on the indie route, like yeah. I want to tell these stories yeah. that aren't so blockbuster, mainstream Hollywood, you know, super rom-com, whatever. Right. Like they're, these are just real gritty stories that need to be told. And, and you know, he's creating his own lane right. and, and doing something amazing. So, um, yeah, I mean, what, what what you guys are doing and, and the, the, the momentum that you guys yeah. um, have been consistently moving in yeah. i think it's it's super dope thank you man, man. no it really comes it uh, i'm glad you brought up that like analogy of the of the different tables because i i used to use an analogy of like sandboxes or like playground uh -huh. right where it's like okay i get mainstream you know it's 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 heavily run by you know white jewish you know because they've been here sure. like they yeah. they've built their own play their, yeah. their own system in their playground so of course they're going to make the rules and if we want to play in in their playground with their budgets yeah. yeah we should probably play by their rules right, I, right. I get it um but at the same time that's going to be very slow and that's going to be up letting them decide when to let us on the slide right. or whatever the swings and so it's like cool like you know what my my dream and this is why you know his content how you feel about his content aside but like when i see tyler perry you know having his own literally building his own yeah. system it's have wild. you have you seen like his new studio yeah it's wild dude. it's like <laughs> It's like a Disneyland yeah. that he built for himself. But like, you know, he built that from the ground up from his tours of selling DVD, like, you know, doing his theater shows and mm -hmm. selling DVDs out of his like minivan. It's like, to me, like, that's how I see YouTube. You know, maybe mm -hmm. that was our YouTube. And like, if, if we started off with this little sandbox and you, you create a bigger and bigger system to a point where they're like, hey, you guys are making a lot of money over there. I want to play in your, by your rules. Mm -hmm. Or let's let's do some co-productions or yeah. co-financing or whatever. I don't know. Let's work together. So you build yourself up, so you have the power where you actually attract people mm -hmm. over there. That's mm -hmm. that's my dream, you mm -hmm. know. Like and that's that's I feel like what I'm trying to work towards, and it's it's a long game. Yeah. Um, because we're, it's hard to not compare chapters with people. Yeah. Like you know, 
even even black cinema has like decades on us you know sure. they've been they've been grinding and working their their worth you know in their way and they deserve to be at their chapter 50 we're like chapter five right now yeah you know what i mean yeah. because as a community as a ethnic group we're relatively new yeah. you know like the i mean not to get into like the history of it but like there were literally like laws against us immigrating here mm-hmm. you know that was only lifted like pretty recently like mm-hmm. in like the mid 19 like hundreds or mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of crazy yeah yeah i mean that that's so great to look at the it's a it's a staying power you know being able to play the long game yeah. and being patient with yeah. the process and i think you know with everything being so accessible like at the like looking up on our phone we can find anything that we want yeah. immediately smartphone you know world that we live in yeah. now and i think it creates this um impatience to like yeah like why don't i have a million followers yeah, yeah, yeah. i just started my youtube yeah, page yeah. and like i should have a million by now right. and you know not knowing like the work and the grind and the hustle yeah. and the patience i think it also comes just like with just getting older too you start to see that you know there's seasons to yeah. like you know careers and lives and and look you can be the hottest you know actor or brand or whatever but like you for for let's say even a decade that's a long like reign and you know you still are going to be 10 years older and you're going to still be like man i got to keep it going yeah. you know like yeah why is champion you know back again like it's, <laughs> my mind is blown like i it's i bought cycle. champion yeah. from costco guys right? like when i was a kid and now it's like the hot right? brand like, it's like collaborating with supreme exactly so you just you just never know yeah. like where things go man you just yeah. if you endure and you like you know just stay authentic i think you know there's careers are long yeah and gigs are short mm. you know that's how i look at it like Ooh, it's, that's I, good i feel like yeah. yeah in entertainment everyone's looking for the next gig right and i have to remind people it's like look your gig can can make you really cool and really popular for like the next year couple years whatever but you have a career, right? You're going to be 50 still looking for a job, right? You know, like that's mm-hmm. crazy. You're going to be 60 even, you know? So mm. it's, it's, ne- it's never ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to find something bigger that, that gets you through this rather than the high of like the next gig. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I think also what I appreciate about, um, the way that you guys are, have an open mind in terms of what you guys create is the, the idea of like collaborations and, and, and collaborating with yeah. people that, and, and, and ideas that seemingly might seem random but yeah. then you you know what i mean like yeah. you guys are here at the dojo shooting yappy yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and and i think it's cool because um yeah speaking of this sort of like you know wild west i mean i think we all kind of entered a wild west i mean in the dance space like oh yeah there was no r- rule book or like here's how to build a dance company yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah um even with like what we did with jabberwockies after we won abdc we had no idea yeah. what's gonna what was um you know coming our way and then fast forward to a las vegas show it's yeah. like that was crazy because that it's set like, a lot of standards yeah and then you know so w- with those things like when you have this sort of wild west um you know uncharted territory like anything kind of goes and so you know for you guys seeing like yo there's like people doing music and yeah. uh dance and like hey let's like do some stuff with yeah. them and bring them into our space and you know like what was the i guess the mentality behind the like the art of collaborating with with other creators i think it came down that's a great question um i think it all ultimately came down to just thinking that other you guys were just cool like they're <laughs> like being fans of yeah, other people's yeah, yeah. work and just knowing that we we cannot ever represent everyone that's out there we can't represent every type of asian taste and style or um affinity like we just knew that 
I, it came from a place of pride also just like wow Asians are really really amazing right mm-hmm. no one gets to see this and mm-hmm. if we have a platform and we're able to be legitimate enough to attract people to want to work with us it's like that's great like that we can um, show cohesion yeah. you know and unity um, I think for a long time you're know, talking to some like even older cats than than me that have been in the Asian American entertainment space like there's like even darker times of like Asians in Hollywood were like people weren't friends because like there was literally one role right a year yeah. for an asian you know on right. one show everyone's competition exactly yeah. right and so i feel very lucky that i came up in a time um like you said like the sweet spot of technology um and of society too being right. open to whatever the culture shifts that social media was bringing um where i didn't have to see everyone as like who the fuck are you man like <laughs> yeah. you know like we, we're better than you whatever yeah. if there was love coming from from them then i would i would yeah. want to give that back and dope. and also it's like taking a little bit of a page you know uh, out of like you know other communities playbooks you know you see when you know you when you see i i, I grew up you know loving hip-hop and r&b you know yeah. so you see like these features you see all this collaboration and and i wanted to do that you know mm-hmm. i wanted to mm-hmm. i wanted to see that happen for our community too mm-hmm. and and i hope it continues you know like yeah. I, I hope that it's, it, I have this joke where it's like true progress for like when, when Asians have really made it is when we can have like public beefs with, with like other people. <laughs> we're at, we're at a, a stage right now where we have to be like, big, even if we don't like something, we have to like begrudging and be like, yeah, they're yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. I support it. Yeah, I watch it. You know, like whatever. Yeah. Well, can you imagine the day when we can literally have like a 50 cent and jaw rule, like right. go at each right. other or whatever? Right. Like that's going to be crazy. And, and we'll reminisce. We'll be old by then. We'll be like, oh yeah. man, remember when it was just all love? You know, it was you know, just funny. Dude. Yeah. We, I think like this joke, I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's like, yo, why, why is the dance community so soft, man? Like, cause, you know, <laughs> behind closed doors, we know what kind of conversation. Just before we started rolling, we were talking about something and. <laughs> It's true though. It might yeah, get to that yeah. point because I mean, because at the end of the day, because dance and even let's let's say like film and art, like it's supposed to represent something positive. Yeah. So it like it would be frowned upon to bring negativity right. into the space. Like, right. right. Well, I guess like with rap it, or like music, there is like a little bit of like you know. Well, yeah, like hip hop, like beefing is baked into the culture, right? You know, yeah. like battling Battle and rapper, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess yeah. it makes sense there, but. Um, yeah, we haven't gotten there just yet. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think I think it get we get there when there's so much to choose from. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's clearly like, hey, we don't have to choose this like guy or girl because we have so many others that we should support. Yeah, so yeah. we don't need to do this, right? Right, right. Um, and I think we saw a little bit with like a certain actress. See, I'm afraid to even say it. You know what? <laughs> fuck it. Like, like we saw for the first time like yeah like a lot of people were getting on Constance Wu right? I was like I was kind of like shocked to see like a lot of the community like kind of like cancel her for, for what she's saying and whatever but um, but then still a lot of people still want to support and yeah. even for me like I, I sympathize with her to like to a certain extent you know so um, yeah we haven't gotten to that place where we're like literally like okay yeah I don't fuck with that guy yeah, you know yeah, we yeah. haven't gotten to that point yet at least not publicly at least not publicly <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. we'll see well, that, I, that'll I be progress it. the first time Ben comes out with like fuck this dancer hey man we should start beefs dude we started now <laughs> actually wait why isn't there because there's just as much battling in dance too like yeah. straight up like b-boy competitions yeah. like sometimes I'm actually surprised when I watch these com- like these videos like I'm just like they're up in people's faces yeah. like I'm surprised no one's taking a swing like yeah. 
right there. I mean, I think there's there's subtle subtle jabs, you know. What right. I, mean? but I, I think I think that was a jab. I think uh, yeah. is that a shot fired? You Maybe, know, I think there's yeah. kind of subtle subtle things, but you know, yeah, we're not quite yeah. there to the passive aggressive type tweet. out names. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't stand when dancers do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Twitter fingers, man. It's funny. <laughs> Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on to store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kinesthetic Brand. But yeah, I mean, with the evolution of, you know, Wang Fu and then also yourself as a as an individual, as an entrepreneur, you're, you started a, a cafe, yeah. right? And um, so how did that transition from like, you know, what you guys are doing film-wise um, into like food and beverage yeah. and, and all of that? Um, I... The, the the boba thing or the cafe thing I should say it's not just boba but um we I I've always actually had a dream of opening of opening a cafe like this was even before Wong Fu really became a thing I worked at a I worked at a tapioca express nice. in college yeah um and just to like take it back like I think um boba culture uh to me was like the first time I remember when I first had it in like two thousand or something. Yeah. And it was the first time that I felt like, oh, this is something that's specifically Asian American or something mm-hmm. that's like our culture here in America, right? I think growing up as a second generation or first generation kid, like, because there was no Asian American culture baked into America already, mm-hmm. we had to take from other people's cultures. Like, we had to assimilate to diff- various degrees, right? So some people went, you know, the skater, you know, whitewashed route. You know, mm-hmm. some people became more urban and hip hop or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so I kind of took from a lot of these different things um and that made me who i was but then i remember when i first went to a boba shop i was like whoa this is this is cool yeah you know like and the whole like asian pride Mm -hmm. era of like the late 90s and stuff like it gave me a lot of it gave me a lot of uh pride in my identity yeah and so i associated boba with cool asians Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so when i went to college i was like okay i want to work at one of these places to be part of this culture and and hopefully be part of this cool asian whatever crowd um and while I was working there, I think that's when I discovered just like my love for like hospitality and creativity with like, you know, drinks and food and yeah. stuff. Um, but fast forward, like, you know, that was, I, I always joke like, oh, maybe someday when I'm like, you know, 60 or like old, old, I'll, I'll have a cafe and I'll yeah. just be sweeping like my little porch. <laughs> but that obviously Wang Fu happened. Um, and then like maybe like about five years ago, I started thinking about, hey, I should, I should see like where 
I can utilize the brand, you know, that we have into something that brick, more physical. Like we have the merchandise and I actually wanted to make it like a Wong Fu cafe first, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, and it, it just based on people's where people were in life, like it ended up just being myself and like a, a separate business partner that mm-hmm. did it. Um, and yeah, like I, I think, Honestly, part of it, I was inspired by you guys. I was inspired by um, this, yeah, the dojo here. Mm-hmm. I was inspired like Barn Geo with their gym. Yeah. And and it, it really was um, empowering to see, oh, like this is possible, you know? Um, representation matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, seeing, seeing you guys as successful business owners motivated me and I was like, okay, a little bit of like, well, if they can do it, I think I can do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's so much work. Like it was so much more work than I imagined. Yeah. Like it wasn't, the, here's the thing with Bofu Mofo, like it wasn't just me signing on my name as like, I'm promote. I'm here to promote it. Like yeah. I'm, I was there. Like like you're doing the. Work. I was doing the. Work. I was doing like location sites and yeah. stuff. Like even like after we opened, like even like tearing things down. Like I was like doing demo. And when we opened, I was like cashier, taking out the garbage, all this stuff. Like I'm, I'm still there like a lot. Um, but yeah, it just came from a passion of wanting to. Um, I I saw the the there's. I feel like there's this next generation of Asian American. Um, food and beverage business owners that like are kind of reinventing or, or revisiting, uh, you know, certain products from like their their backgrounds, yeah. right? And either elevating it or or repackaging it, um, or just updating it, I should say. And so I had a lot of, a lot of these ideas that I wanted to do for you know Chinese Taiwanese food, mm-hmm. and that's really kind of like the motivation for the product itself. Mm-hmm. And then just as a as a as a community hub. Same thing. Like I, I love that you guys have a space where you guys can bring in artists, yeah. you know, and share it with people. Be a be a shooting location for mm-hmm. for people like Wang yeah, Fu, right? Yeah. Like I, we 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 do so many videos where we needed a cafe, and for and for the longest <laughs> time, I was like, oh man, if I just own one, we right. wouldn't have to keep asking people, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's a little bit of just the community of the physical space that I really yeah. really wanted to have too. That's dope. Yeah. How'd you come up with the name? Um, it's funny. So Bopo Mofo. Uh, is is the like the Chinese ABC? So like in Korean, it's like the Tada Kanada, Tada yeah, Kanada, yeah. yeah. Um, so when we were coming up with our concept of the food and drinks, we're like, okay, well, it's not really, it's not traditional Chinese or Taiwanese dishes. It's not like, when, and it's not like we're just doing like our take on a burger. It's mm-hmm. definitely fusion. Mm. And the way I saw it is like, oh, it's like ABC food. ABC stands for American born Chinese. Mm-hmm. So you know how there's like new American food. I was like, oh, this is like new Asian American food. Ah, uh, right? yeah. Um, so. I was like, okay, this is ABC food. I wish we could call it like ABC Cafe or something. But there's so, there, like, literally, there's an ABC Cafe that exists. There's so many ABC yeah. brands. Yeah. Um, and then that's when Eric, my business partner, he's like, dude, it's Bopo Mofo. Those are the ABCs of, 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 you know, Mandarin. And we're like, that is a great name. There's so much we could do with that. And, and I was, for like a split second, I was worried that, like, oh, it's like a weird word. No one knows what it is. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, having like a flour and tea, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of shop or Boba's not in there. But then um, I thought of like, you know, Umami Burger. I thought mm-hmm. of Momofuku. I thought of so many brands yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, like the the name just becomes yeah. something that you just learn. Yeah. Kinjas. Yeah. Like this is like, this is not anything. You just like, yeah. make it up. <laughs> you just make it up. And there's a lot more power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that means that URLs are available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can get yeah. all the social media. For yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Um, what are your thoughts in terms of um, the ability to like, like last in the game and whether it be in one industry or just as you're talking about career, yeah. like how do you uh, create longevity for your career? Uh, I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm still in the thick of figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it is a big part of it is being adaptable mm. and 
knowing what your true north is like morals and values yep. wise but then like understanding like what you're willing to shift on or what you're willing to evolve mm -hmm. i guess um and and if you're going to stick to a certain gun um or if you're going to stick to a certain like way of thinking know that know the repercussions of it if it if it doesn't you know have the the benefits that you want but um i think uh i think definitely like being open to other people's ideas has helped Wang Fu a lot. Mm. If it was just me since the beginning for like the last 15 years, things would have gotten really, really boring. <laughs> you know, I think, I think I was already treading that line even mm. like, but bringing other voices in, um, helps out a lot, uh, to challenge me, you yeah. know, like, cause if you think about it, like, yeah, the way I'm, the way I'm doing stuff is, is, you know, rooted in something from over 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. And it's so interesting to bring people into the mix where it's like, I was a, like these, these people are like, they were affected by my work and this is how they interpreted it. And this is who they are now. And this is now the story that they want to tell. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's something that has helped me, uh, definitely, um, feel continue, continue, continue to feel engaged mm -hmm. in like, you know, uh, what's, I hate this word, like what's relevant. Mm. I never, I never thought that I would have to care about, you know, relevancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, I, I realize that it's less about, you know, a popularity contest because mm -hmm. that's what I don't want to be involved in. But, but it's, it's a matter of like, you have customers, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we're, we're, we have, a, we have a business, yeah. right? And so popularity, you can look at it as like, oh, I just want views and I'll do whatever I can to get it. Yeah. Or you can have like a loyal customer base mm -hmm. that wants to consume your product, right? Mm -hmm. And they want to see you evolve. But I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's really difficult because, um, one thing that Wang Fu's identity is struggling with right now. Struggling is too strong of a word, but it's like we, we've, we've been around for so long now that we have a choice to make where it's either you're kind of like, we see ourselves as like, let's say boys to men now, right? Mm -hmm. Where like, they know that they are not going to be on top 40 radio yeah. ever again. Yeah. But they're going to always sell out, you know, to their same crowd yeah. at Vegas. Yeah every night right yeah. and they're happy with that crowd rolling stones whoever right they, mm -hmm. they just they had their fan base and then they grew mm. with them mm -hmm. versus like let's say like a nickelodeon yeah i watch nickelodeon but no one at nickelodeon headquarters is like man we we lost phil we lost the 30, that 35 <laughs> yeah. year old yeah how do we get him back right right they know that they were there for a certain window of yeah. people's lives and that's what their brand is right and mm -hmm. so it's a pass-through brand mm. right um, so I feel like that's what we're trying to figure out. Like how much of Wang Fu is a pass through of like, Hey, you know, high school to like post-grad your twenties when basically I feel like Wang Fu is there for when people are trying to like figure out their emotions and mm -hmm. like they're in transition. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where we've been just, um, because of that's where I've been. Yeah. But now because I'm transitioning into a different part of my life, I'm like, okay, what do I want to bring of this Wong Fu identity into what I do next? Right. Mm -hmm. Am I trying to bring all of Wong Fu and I'm just going to force, we're going to start doing marriage, marriage content. We're going to start doing like, you know, family content, yeah. kids content. Um, or do I need to start like, you know, you know, ex finding new creators to say, mm -hmm. Hey, what is it like being, you know, in your mid twenties or dating or college or whatever nowadays? Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So creating content for them. So I think we're trying to figure out, what's the best case mm. for that mm -hmm. um that's why like again like having a team is so important because and and being open to new ideas i think where i'm leaning towards these days is like look wong fu i think well this is where it's going to be we will be somewhat of like a pass-through brand mm -hmm. um and 
through this content we can build up new actors and new writers and directors like that that's to me what's most exciting like it shouldn't just it shouldn't have it shouldn't end with me yeah. you know there's so many new talented people that are coming up and if we can facilitate these people um through our youtube channel let's keep that going yeah but for me as a as an artist that's growing like hey like i can i can help go fishing for bigger opportunities i can lift the ceiling of where after you're done with Wang Fu or after not you're done, after you feel like you've uh, gotten what you need out of Wang Fu, there's, there's more, there's a, there's a, a longer path yeah. in entertainment or storytelling. Right. And so I'm trying to um, figure out a business model or a business for that side of things, mm. I guess. Right. Cause um, yeah, there's like, we were just talking about the earlier part of the conversation, like Hollywood is definitely opening up. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to be, at that table or make my own table sure. that's adjacent to theirs. Right. Yeah. Um, but the YouTube channel will always be something that, you mm -hmm. know, is important for, mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I think even just as you're talking about, um, recognizing that, you know, there is a, a level of, you know, what you guys have created being a pass through sort of thing and understanding that, that the brand identity, you have a very clear vision of like, that's what this is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that that's all I have. Right. It's just cool. That's what that is. But then I, I'm still evolving. Right. I'm still growing. And I, now that I've had this, I have this knowledge that I can take into exactly. this space, you know? Right. And I think the, the concept of like, um, you know, it, it being you said that you don't want it to, to die with you, you right. know what I mean? It, it's bigger than you. And, and I think I'm inspired by things like, like Disney, you know, when Walt Disney passed, not like yeah. Disney stop. I right. mean, Disney freaking owns the world yeah. right now. You but, know and what I mean? was, like, but a lot of people forget they had some like really like down, yeah. not even years, like decades yeah. that yeah. they were like struggling. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. People know and, that. But then it's the, the staying power. It's like, can you float long enough until the next wave rises? Right. And then, you know, I haven't downloaded Disney plus yet, but I mean, like, <laughs> I've, I've heard all the stories yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like freaking 10 million subscribers in one day or something yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, I think the power of something like that is, it starts with the idea of like, it needs to be bigger than uh, one person, right. one project. Um, you know what I mean? It right. has to become an idea versus right. like a, uh, uh, yeah, just like a gig or a project. And that's what, what honestly I mean? what Kinja's does so well too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it, it's, it's become this brand and I'm speaking to, as a fan, like, and I, I'm observing you guys too. Like I, I study you guys Word. to a certain extent <laughs> too. You, like man. you guys have created, different businesses, agencies, shows, um, brick and mortars, like all through this brand. And if it was ever just like the Mike show, you know, like it, it wouldn't have done the same mm -hmm. thing or like, you know, like it's, it's, it's great that, you know, you guys have created like, you know, essentially like the, yeah, this company of, of, of many people with different, um, capabilities, mm -hmm. right. And different arms that can touch different industries. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's ultimately what, what I think is gonna help everyone like any brand like last you know what i mean mm -hmm. so you guys yeah. do that really really well here thank you man yeah. um so as as the the creative side of you so i mean you're doing business and but you're still obviously there's a lot of creativity that is needed and involved in business too but um the whole concept of inspiration and like staying inspired yeah. or what you do when you're when you lose inspiration like how do you kind of um juggle with that whole concept of inspiration um honestly like like this this is gonna sound weird but like i feel like because asian american stories are so untapped i actually don't feel uninspired like ever mm -hmm. and maybe maybe not like maybe personally sometimes like, it'll be hard to like start writing something right, for right. me but in terms of like what i when i look at like the macro and just how much work needs to be done i'm just like dude there's so much 
that we just need to start chipping like we're like barely chipping away at at the stories and when and i know like you know i i focus on asian american and you know some people will say oh you're pigeonholing yourself or whatever but i'm like no dude like there's so much diversity and there's so much nuance within like this this ethnic group like we are a huge huge ethnic group mm-hmm. that Wong Fu Productions Philip Wang can't represent mm-hmm. at all yeah. you know um and even the, the the however many dozens of Asian actors that are out there or writers that are out there can't, they can't represent at all right so when I and I think this is this comes from also I've I've toured a lot around you know, North America, a lot of Western Asian, Asian Western countries or uh, places. And just to see like how different it is growing up in all these different areas. Like, you know, I've, I've met people, you know, Arcadia or whatever, UC Irvine is like 70% Asian, right? Yeah. But then you go meet someone that was like, that was like, I was the only Asian in my school district, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and to me, like, it just shows that there's so much to be told um, that we need to get to work. And I, and I'm trying to just like, figure out a way to empower as many people to just start making stuff and telling their story mm. and, and making people feel worthy of telling their story. I think that's another thing like that I learned only just like a couple years ago when I did Yappy, mm-hmm. despite all the years of Wang Fu, I didn't feel confident in my personal story um, until like I did Yappy, which was like very, very personal to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to encourage a lot of other asian kids to say hey like you guys can feel this way too because i feel like specifically asian americans we are not encouraged at a young age to feel special Mm. or to feel like your story your experience is unique Mm -hmm. from anyone else's Mm -hmm. right we're just like hey you're a cog in the wheel keep your head down Mm. and just rise as as far as you can go um that way right the degree is what gives you value right? right but not your story so i'm really trying to um evangelize that hey you know, we all got something to say. If if all these white guys can say that they think that they're, you know, unique and special, mm-hmm. then we can do that too, yeah, right? 100. And they've been making stories, you know, for, for generations, yeah. right? They haven't run out, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have so, so much work yeah. to be done. You know, we have like LGBT stories that haven't been told. We have, um, you know, Southeast Asian stories that haven't been told. We have, you know, different enclaves of, of the United States. And actually another thing too, we have a lot of history that hasn't been told yet. Mm-hmm. I'm so like, like, um, I feel like so much urgency to like talk about like what our parents like went through. Like if you think about, you know, when you think of movies, you, you, you know, you can see like different eras of American history and culture through, you know, Greece or Saturday, Saturday night live or whatever. Um, Saturday night fever, sorry. Um, and just like, Oh, this is what our, like if I was a white kid, I would be like, Oh, this is probably what my parents went through, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the 60s, 70s, 50s. (laughs) Right. And there's all these war stories of like what, what these people went through. Um, huge, huge struggles to overcome. And I'm like, man, our immigrant parents came over and no one is telling their story because, the first generation to come out of them didn't go into storytelling right? because they encouraged us to go into STEM and to go into these stable careers. Right. And so none of us have, not none of us, of a large like majority of us that are only one degree away from our parents' story don't have the capability to tell it. Right. right? So now I'm just like, fuck, like, you know, we're going to, we're going to, unless we somehow activate us to like, figure out how to tell the story of like the boat people, you know, refugees from Vietnam or, you know, coming over or how the Korean war affected them or for, for my parents, like the cultural revolution, like it's going to be, we're going to lose out on a, on a huge chunk. Right. And that really like scares me. Mm. Um, and maybe that's my filial piety of like, Oh man, like I want people to see that, but it's like, man, there's so many 
other communities that have that have gotten to show their struggle from previous generations mm-hmm. and we don't have any of that mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and even like even like selfishly like for our generation like who's going to tell like our 90s you know growing up in the 90s story right yeah like every community can point to even the black community like they can point to you know spike lee and like how you can a spike lee movie and say like oh this is like what their culture was like in the 80s right you can like look at what things were like in the 90s but it's like there's nothing we can point to Mm. to say like oh yeah this is what it was like to be asian in the 90s right right there's nothing yeah right so fresh off the boat kind of did right kind of but that was that's done now right and it's like and it's not even like that folk uh, fresh out of the boat yeah I'll, I'll give them that um better luck tomorrow maybe it's oh, the yeah, only other yeah, one yeah yeah from like the 2000s mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but that's one show right, and one right, movie yeah, and yeah. that doesn't represent yeah, everything at all yeah. right and so that's why just yeah. long answer i'm like man totally. I, that's that's what keeps me inspired that's dope yeah i dig that man um would you say that you're a, a risk taker i think these days uh i am more so and i'll admit that that has come with some level of financial stability. Mm. Um, I think I took a risk with Wang Fu before I knew I was taking a risk. I right. think I was naive enough to just yeah. think like, oh, we're just, we're just keeping Wang Fu going. But right. like looking back, if I, if I saw someone say, hey, I'm, I'm going to just do YouTube full time, I would be like, hey, man, that's dope. You're taking a big risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> you know? yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, while I was in it, I, was, I think when you're, when you're a certain age, um, you are allowed to do things and mm-hmm. it's acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. So, Gary, you know, a lot of people talk about Gary Vee. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, I, I don't watch a lot of his stuff and I know he's kind of like polarizing. Yeah. Um, but he has this one, he had one thing that's that I remembered and he's like, dude, when you're, when you're t- in your early 20s, like that is the age to be rooming with five people mm-hmm. eating dollar, ta- like, you know, 99 cent two for two tacos, like as <laughs> yeah. like three meals a day. Like that's yeah. when you should be doing stuff so that you can make the, like your, your, your build a foundation for mm-hmm. your dreams or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, I kind of see like that's kind of what we were doing at that time. Yeah. And because I did that, we've built this business that has given me some some level of financial stability. Um, and so now I feel like I can take conscious risks and I can say, hey, yeah, maybe I won't. Maybe I will, you know, invest in this thing or maybe I will, uh, you know, help with my time to this this person with their with their project. And maybe another person wouldn't be, wouldn't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. guess these days, maybe more so. Yeah. Are you more so of a planner or kind of a, a go with the flower? Ooh, no, I, th- Ooh, it de- I, that's, that depends on the context. Mm. I think if it's like a project or a business, um, definitely you got to plan. Yeah. Um, but if it's like, if I'm on like vacation, yeah. you know, like if we didn't get tickets to something or if we have to wait in line for something, I'm like, oh, that's fine. Dude. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 it really depends on if it's mm-hmm. like, personal life or uh or if like there's something at stake yeah it's, i think that's what it is like what's the stakes you mm-hmm. know like depending on how, how high it is i yeah. can be pretty flexible yeah. or i can be pretty like we gotta have everything fucking yeah, yeah, up. yeah for sure it's good balance um would you say you're living your dream uh no because i didn't dream about this to be honest mm. i i and i think i don't know like it's because when i was younger like i said i didn't even imagine that this would be a job yeah this didn't exist yeah. you know when i was a, a teenager right so um i would say that i'm living my passion mm-hmm. now um and because just because like i i do feel very lucky that every day is different every day i get to explore something new and problem solve and like and i don't feel even when things are stressful and even when things suck 
I still know that I'm building something that I love and mm-hmm. that I care about. Um, so I have this like one saying, it's like, you know, cause not everyone I think can, can have that feeling of like, Oh, I chase, you know, I, I chase my passions or my dreams, mm-hmm. but, um, it's like, you know, you don't necessarily have to, I didn't chase my passion. Like I said, I didn't even know that this was going to be something I was passionate about, right. but I became passionate about what I was chasing. Mm. And I think that mentality shift can affect a lot of people's lives and how they look at their job or even look at their a mundane task or hobby. Yeah. Like everyone has some kind of hobby and it's like, Hey, if you actually pursue that passionately, you never know where that could actually take you. Mm. Right. Or you can decide that you just wanted to be your hobby and you want to be passionate about your nine to five right. and make that kill it in that to enable a nice lifestyle or right. whatever. Right. So that's kind of how I separate mm. those. Yeah. That's good. How would you define success? How would I define success? I'm still trying to define it. I think six, I, I would like, maybe, you know what? I would like to believe that success, your definition, one's definition of success evolves as they reach each level, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I think I have actually a very vivid memory working at Tapio Express in college right before graduation, like sitting down with Wes and just saying, man, wouldn't it be great if just someday there was a way for us to just get paid to make videos? <laughs> like, cause it didn't, yeah. that didn't exist, yeah. you know, like, and now technically we do. And technically even without, you know, sponsors, like there's AdSense and like, I can't make it, I can't make a living off of AdSense, you know, personally, but it's like mm-hmm. that world of getting paid to make videos literally exists. Yeah. So, we've reached that level of success and mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've done a lot of amazing things. We had, yeah, we had a movie on Netflix you got to meet president Obama, you know, been able to fly around the world. So I think to a lot of people, they'll see that as like, that's successful. Yeah. Um, but I think what comes with success is I think, um, drive to utilize that success to build more. Right. And maybe that's the, that's the curse of, a business owner or entrepreneur or mm-hmm. creative, it's like, you're always like looking at what's the next level to unlock. Mm-hmm. Right. And I worry about that consuming me too much. You know, like I, I would like to believe that there's going to be a time where I'm like, all right, everything's good. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, in, and you have to eventually find something that, that I think outside of, um, you know, approval or analytics that can make you feel whole and complete. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what I think hopefully like a family brings. That's Mm -hmm. what, you know, um, that's what I'm, I'm trying to like look for that now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, the concept of it not being success being one thing that once you get that, it's like, okay, I'm done. It's just, it'll, you, you set a goal, you achieve it success. And then something else is the next thing that you're, you know, constantly reaching towards. In, In that way, I guess success is actually the ability to, the jur- so success is like the journey, right? Yeah. So if you're able to consistently be pursuing something that you that you are passionate about, I, I guess that would be success. Mm-hmm. That you never had to like say, I have to stop this pursuit. I think maybe that alone in itself might be success. Mm-hmm. So whether so no matter what part you are on that journey, if you were working like you know double shifts to like make make your ends meet to like get to that next stop, that's that level is the fact that you're on that journey. And you get to you get to go to the next level. Yeah, that's that's right. success. I would say. Yeah, like you're on a path. Yeah. to success constantly. Right, yeah, right, right. I love that. Yeah, we're gonna do a lightning round. Okay, fire off some questions. Let's do it. Got to come off top. Okay. Three, two, one. What is your favorite dessert? Uh, uh, blueberry pie. 
Peach pie, blueberry pie, pie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. First thing you do in the morning. Uh, fuck, I, I check my phone. Okay. Yeah, I need to change that. Are you a shower at night or morning person? Night, for night sure. Night showers, okay. You collect so much shit on you over the day. Why would you bring that to bed? I agree. <laughs> but some people just do mornings. Uh, favorite movie of all time? I can't answer that. You know what's hey. funny? I, For some reason, though, whenever I get asked that question, the first movie that comes into my mind is The Rock. <laughs> Whoa. That's such, it's just such a fun I would not good have expected movie. that. Uh, but it's if I want to be like, though. if I want to be like artistic and like give my artsy answer, then it's like Eternal Sunshine of the okay. Spotless Mind. Yeah, great movie. What is your guilty pleasure? Uh, uh, is it even guilty? I, I I really like you know having like drinking with friends. That's not guilty pleasure. Okay. Um, what's my guilty pleasure? Oh oh um, oh, fuck. I I need to come. Up. I don't have an answer for this. <laughs> you know why? Because I actually am very open about the things never that I guilty do. About I'm never guilty about anything. Like everything hey, I'm like, I own. Fair. Yeah. Like there's really like nothing. Yeah. That's what's up. All right, cool. What is the one food that you would eat if you had to eat it for the rest of your life? French fries. French fries. I would have. Yeah. yeah. Chicken strips and French fries is like the best like meal for me. Oh, I love yeah. it. I, I agree. Yeah. Disneyland, Six Flags or Universal? Disneyland. Nice. Who, who has answered any of the other ones? I've only gotten Disneyland so far. I would I would question the people that say six flags. Actually, I do know people that hate Disneyland because they're like the rides suck. Oh, and they are they're all like these roller coaster okay, okay. junkies. So I'm, I'm, roller coasters are starting to hurt me now. I can't do roller coasters, man. Yeah, yeah. I it's get starting, sick. Yeah. I get motion sick. I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, what is your most memorable Wang Fu project? Oh, oh man, there's so many. There's so many. Um, fuck. Most memorable, most memorable. Um, I guess I have to say, like, because it's because I get the most um, comments about it. Like now, I guess it's like strangers again, um, and just like that process was was pretty crazy. Yeah, and or just and when it came out, you know, like it was a lot. It was it was really cool to see so many people relate to something so simple. Mm. I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like that's so basic, yeah. Because that's like that's like saying like oh like the number one hit, like the the hit single like that that's that you know but but it's yeah. the, it's the most memorable. It so. works. I guess so. Uh, what would you say is your proudest moment? Uh, maybe you know I would say just this just this past uh, weekend when I when I proposed to my girlfriend. Nice, yeah, my girlfriend Helen. Um, yeah, I feel like we reached like a different level. I've reached a different level of understanding. I've definitely had like relationship you know ups and downs and it feels nice to kind of feel like at least that chapter of that turmoil is complete and i can head on into a next a whole new chapter <laughs> of other challenges and, and turmoil but yeah enter marriage yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. Word. um what is your worst fear uh i mean not to get i guess not to get too dark but like i i do i think the older i get i do think about like the longevity of like my parents and just mm. knowing that at some point like they're not going to be here and yeah i've had friends that have like lost their um parents like early you know and so um i'm trying to be a better more present son mm. um and that's that's you know that's a challenge sometimes because just because like i have my own life going on right. but um yeah i i know that that i know that that day is going to come so I'm, I'm very fearful of that yeah mm. What would be a dream collab? Ooh, dream collab. Uh, I got it. I mean, the first 
lip sync video I ever did was to Justin Timberlake. Wow, <laughs> Senorita. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I'm a I'm a big Justin Timberlake fan. Um. I don't know what we would do, but I would just be like, hey, you, I like your stuff. Um. I know what my guilty pleasures, but I'm not even guilty about it because I was going to say this as the collaboration because <laughs> okay. I'm very o- o- open about it. But I love Taylor Swift. Dude, I'm a Swifty. I love I'm a, Taylor Swift. I'm a diehard Swifty man. Like I have, I, li- I have all her albums, like the CDs. Yeah. Okay, so you're legit. <laughs> Shout out Taylor Swift. So Hell I'm yeah. not even guilty about it. Come Hell at yeah. me. Come no at shame me. in your game, baby. Let's go. So yeah, uh, Taylor, you want to collab? Let's do it. <laughs> Let, and Justin Timberlake. I don't yeah. know if you listen to the pod, but you know, yeah. let's go. Word, word. Uh, dream opportunity. Dream opportunity. Something that you would love to just be able to do. Um. I mean, like, I'm on the cusp of it right now, so I hope it comes to fruition. But, like, getting to make, like, you know, um, a, like a legit high-profile kind of, um, you know, TV show um, that uh, really highlights and takes pride in our Asian-American identity and community mm-hmm. unapologetically, yeah. you know, um, that'd be awesome. Sweet. Yeah. If you can go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh. I think the the first thing I would say is like, like everything will be fine. Like just like relax, mm-hmm. everything will be fine. I was a very like emo kid. I think mm-hmm. like not, not not like the emo emo kid, yeah, but like yeah, I yeah. was worried a lot about things and yeah. especially about girls too, man. Like um, I would have told myself to have like confidence like a lot earlier on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it didn't. I mean, I still like kind of got it more towards like high school, but yeah, in the beginning it was it was I was always like put so much value in like love and. And like, why don't girls like me or something? Yeah. Well, look at what Wang Fu uh, birthed into that, man. So, so it yeah. turned out somehow. Yeah, yeah. worked that, for that, you somehow. That turmoil on emo Yeah, yeah. word. Okay. Yeah. Uh, less of, more of. What would you want to see less of in the world and also more of? Oh, man. Less ignorance um, or perceived, you know, uh, intellect. I, 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 I feel like there's uh, not a lot of like tolerance these days mm-hmm. um and uh a lot yeah just people just appreciating diversity and people appreciating that there's different people in this world i think in america like we have this tendency to believe that america is like the center of the world but like mm-hmm. you guys have traveled all over mm-hmm. um you guys have seen so many different cultures it's like hey man there's beauty in what everyone brings mm-hmm. you know so i would love to see more um, acceptance of that. Mm. Um, I mean, we don't have to like always like like it. You can be annoyed by people and stuff, mm-hmm. but like just say, if they, but like you don't have to like you know judge people yeah, so hard. Yeah. Um, and then less. Oh, so less of. Oh, did I just answer the more? Well, you go either way. That was like more of uh, more, more tolerance, tolerance or okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, less ignorance. Um, man, you know what? More Asian representation in media. That's what nice. I would love to see. Let's I want to. I I can't all be me doing it it can't even be the the you know handful of people out there that are doing it um we have to have more uh creators that feel empowered and excited to enter this space Mm -hmm. i feel like we like that golden era of like youtube um you know was so special but then i'm like man where's where's the next generation Mm -hmm. you know like youtube almost became so mainstream that it became just as daunting to like the average asian kid again as hollywood so we're back to square one where we need that that easier access point for asian kids yeah yeah where what's your golden rule your life mantra oh man i mean i don't want to say like the golden rule of 
the golden rule being the golden rule of like treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, I would say, man, I should have thought about this when you like, as soon as you told me that over there, like I would have to answer this. You can edit this, uh, this pause out. Take your time, man. Um, what have other people said? Uh, what's some, what, what are some that have stood out to you? Man, I think, um, I think the, the taking your time with like, you know, like, trusting in your own process like those types of things yeah oh Um, actually that's that's a line that's something that i said in i gave a graduation speech in 2016 and i ended with um like take your time but don't waste your time Mm. there's a difference Mm -hmm. and if you figure out what that difference is like um you know that's you're you're gonna you're gonna have a very (laughs) you're gonna have a very i think fruitful life Mm. but um yeah what else what else have people said Shoot, now you put me on the spot. I got to remember. Yeah, what's golden. yours? What's yours, bro? <laughs> uh, my golden the host, yeah. Uh, Has everyone ever turned it around? Yeah. Actually, well, I mean, I, 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 we did a pod with me. I think mine, uh, from what I remember, yeah. is, um, yeah, tr- like, take your time. Yeah, Life is always on time. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, I mean, it, even just, it goes with what we've been talking about with, like, it takes time to build something yeah. great. Anything that's worthwhile, um, it takes time. And, and within that, time there's going to be lulls and then there's going to be spikes and like all of that happens as it's supposed to happen so just trust in your process and take your time so i think maybe i I just told you my goal no that's where it came from but it's it's, it's perfect like (laughs) i think i think that makes a lot of sense and i think there's golden rules for like different silos of life for sure right you know in relationships it's going to be one thing in like you know business trusting process is going to be one thing yeah so yeah man word Yo, Phil, man, I gotta thank you, bro, for for coming through. Yeah. Um, we went we went longer than we normally sorry, do. Dude, no, sorry, dude, no, no, talk your ear off. No, I, I love it, and and I think because I, I the flow of it is great, and I think there's just so much, um, so much to talk about from you know what you guys have uh, established and accomplished, you know, in your career and what you guys are doing for Asian Americans. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you know, talking about representation, like it is important, and and you guys. Um, are doing it very well. And I think Thank just you. even the way that um, you're recognizing the the responsibility that you have because of the platform that you hold and then opening the door, keeping it open for people to right. come through. That's you know what I mean? I think yeah. just that the mentality that you have, um, I think is from where I sit, like it, it, it's, it's why you've gotten to where you're at. And Thank then, you. you know, as you're evolving into, you know, other businesses as an entrepreneur, as a man, got engaged like you know what i mean yeah. so much is happening and i think right. just um yeah man like i appreciate your mentality and um i think with the mentalities your intentionality you mm-hmm. know what i mean oh, and nice. like, I like that, yeah. you're focused on like why why am i going to even do this yeah. you know and then what's going to come out of it you know and um yeah the concept of like like take your time but don't waste it that's intentional yeah. like you gotta exactly, be yeah. like what am i focused yeah. on here you know so right um congrats man congrats Dude, on everything you. and you like, guys too i mean as you're saying i mean fans likewise <laughs> and it's cool to be able to interact and share the same spaces and 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 have you come on places like this and, and talk to you know maybe a dancer audience that may not really fully yeah know we story. didn't we didn't i actually thought we were going to talk more like the dance though because i have like questions about maybe if i start my podcast Let's i'll bring you guys it. on role reversal because like i i have a deep uh you know a special spot in my heart for dance as yeah. well so well you, you were at ucsd was it ascension it was ascension ascension we were ascension represent ascension shout out and i even in high school i was 
was like I, I was like part of like a team too like so it's, well yeah. we'll save that one for another yeah, yeah, one then yeah, part yeah. two <laughs> thank you man thanks dude for no thank through. you dude uh what can uh, people do to follow the journey yeah so you? i mean obviously we have our channel wong fu productions um on youtube um my personal instagram is like wong fu phil which um fun fact is like my original original screen name so i've kept it like since Sick. seventh grade i'm a guy uh, clearly with my car i'm a, I'm a sentimental Love value kind of guy like yeah. so wong fu phil i have a cafe that's in san gabriel called bopo mofo just hey. b-o-p-o-m-o-f-o um and then uh yeah follow uh follow all those things if you want to see where, where everything goes that's what's up yeah that's what's up Guys, thank you guys for listening. Um, If you guys are finding this episode by itself, there are many, many more before it. Uh, If this is adding value or if it's entertaining or just cool, all we ask you to do is share it. We're not really promoting this thing any other way. You guys are helping us promo. Uh, We're on all the socials, IG, Twitter, Kinjas Podcast, Cast with a K. Show notes are on kinjas.com slash podcast. And please leave us a five-star rating if this is dope. That helps us get visibility and for us to just get out there. Leave us a rating. We read all that stuff. It helps us get this, make this thing better. Please. Yes. And DMs. Slide into the DMs. Keep doing it. I love regramming all the stuff that you guys are learning, what you guys are finding dope. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Phil, for coming through. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Later, guys. Thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs>